You are about to listen to the full interview with Lee Hample. Sections of it were originally included in our Beast of Bray Road episode. If you haven't listened to the full episode, we recommend you go listen. It'll provide context for this interview. Lee works on a farm in Wisconsin near Bray Road and has had some strange encounters. He recounts how he first learned about the phenomenon and some of the strangest encounters he's had. Yeah, I'm Lee Hample. Uh, actually, I live in Wakanda, Illinois. The farm is in Elkhorn. I purchased the farm in 2007 to bale hay on to make hay. We had a horse ride academy uh, operation in 2007. I was a high school math teacher here in Wakanda, Illinois for 35 years, high school math and computer science teacher. I retired in 2000, and since then, I've my wife and I and our son, we've had the uh, horse farm, and now we have a, a multi-use farm here in Wakanda. We have cows, horses, and sheep and goats. And I bale hay on the farm in Elkhorn, 35 acres in Elkhorn, which I purchased in 2007. How often are you on the, the property in Elkhorn? Like, how much time do you spend between the two two locations? Oh, well, in the summer, during hay bale, I'm up there quite often, like a week at a time for you know, probably probably in the summer, five, six weeks. And then throughout the year, I go up to pick up hay. I'll be up there a couple days a week to pick up hay and work on equipment and ride my ATVs and and ride my snowmobiles and 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 of course my research my research there i i've been doing the research there for since september of 2013 and that's a, a ongoing continuing scientific project that i've been working on for the last 10 years can you kind of paint a picture for what the property looks like and also the surrounding area sure sure it's it's 35 acres uh hayfield and it has a heavy fence line around it with trees and and there's uh it's one quarter mile from bray road i'm actually on bowers road which is uh, a parallel road to bray road uh, my property the back part of my property is a half mile from bowers road and then the back part is a quarter mile from bray road it has uh cornfields around it and soybean fields around it but there's uh some uh very thick woods that are undergrown under uh, have a lot of underbush and blackberry bushes and heavy heavy undergrowth in in the woods that are right near some along my north fence line i have a woods and the west fence line and the south fence line has the woods about a quarter mile away so how did you first become aware of the beast of bray road sightings well <laughs> i mean I bought the prop. I purchased property in 2007. I did not farm it. I was renting property from my mother, uh, and I was going to bail, make hay there until uh, her passing in 2000. When she passed 2010, bless her soul and love her so much. Uh, and I knew that she was 96, and I knew when she passed that the farm that I was renting from her. There's I have two brothers, and and I knew that would have to be sold, and so. I purchased the property in 2007 and did not start farming there until 2011. I had a neighbor who I planted the alfalfa in the, the hay mix and he farmed on shares. He, he, he made, he bailed the hay and, and, uh, st- I stored it in a barn there, uh, a neighbor's barn and, and, uh, I got half and he got half. And then 2011, 
I built my pole barn there, and I started farming there in 2011. I started baling hay there myself. And I knew nothing uh, until 2013, September 2013. Uh, to my neighbors, uh, <laughs> this is pretty funny because the bears were playing the Packers, which are this Sunday, and uh, my hay was ready to bale. And I called the kids who were helping me, and they said, no, no, the bears are playing the Packers, and they wouldn't help me. And no, we're not helping. No, no. And so I had some uh, some kids from Wakanda and some kids from Elkhorn. No, we're no bears playing the Packers. So anyway, I I went up and I stopped. Two my neighbors were uh, down the road, and I stopped by and I said, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And they said, "Oh, nothing." I said, "You watching the Bears-Packer game?" No, no, we don't watch that. I said, "How about helping me bale hay? You know, how about just let's just let's just load. I have about six hundred bales in the ground. It's supposed to rain tomorrow and." I said, oh, yeah, we'll come help you, Bill. Hey, give us some cores. So, okay, you know, I'm in Wisconsin. <laughs> so so we finished bailing the hay, and we're standing at the end of my, be the west end of my pole barn, looking out at my 35 acres. Now, both of them had lived there quite a while in that area. And the one gentleman says, you know, you know, the werewolf lives back on your property. And I said, what are you what are you talking about? You know, what you, well, the werewolf lives back on my property. Your eyes are brown. You know, you're so full full of it. But he said, no, no, no. He started telling me his wife and mother-in-law saw it in 2010 on Bowers Road. And he started and started telling me the neighbor over here saw it, and the and the the gentleman, the farmer who was share farming with me, he saw it on Bowers Road, eating a, or on Bray Road. I'm sorry, eating a raccoon and he's starting to point out all these farmers and the area which had seen this now what they called the beast of Bray road because linda named it that in the 1990s and i go wow you're did what are you talking about this is a hay field in southwest southeastern wisconsin you know and he, no no and and he started telling me about this neighbor here saw a ufo and i go what <laughs> So, I go, so that was my introduction to the Beast of Bray Road, was standing at the end of my barn with uh, two of my neighbors. And and uh, I, I, I think you guys drank too much Coors. <laughs> and no, 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 we're fine. We're fine. So, so that was the introduction. So after you learned about these sightings, you have had strange things happen on your property. Can you can you, can you kind of account oh. the first encounter with anything odd? <laughs> Yeah, strange thing. That that uh, I don't know how you uh, you better put some quotes around that and, and then isolate or something. Put in capital <laughs> letters because <laughs> like four or five days later, I was going to cut some more hay, and and uh, this uh, I had a kid helping me, and and we were going up. Uh, there was a neighbor, another neighbor up the road, and he had a dairy farm, and he had a a farm party every year in the fall so it was towards the end of september he he had stopped by and invited me up to the, par- the barn party now i was a of course a newcomer in the area i'd purchased a farm the ludke farm which had uh, been in the ludke family for 80, 80 years and so i purchased so everybody knew you know that the guy that purchased the ludke farm you know anyway i was going up to this barn party and and there was a raccoon that had been hit just recently right on the road and i said i'm gonna throw this i'm gonna pick this up and throw it out back and and the werewolf is gonna take it you know i'm t- I'm kidding with the guy who was my helper you know and he goes oh the werewolf's gonna take this all right you know so i picked up this raccoon i took it out on the 
west end of my property, which is the closest to Bray Road. And, and I, of course, it's September, so the, the grass on the fence line is three, 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 four feet tall. I mean, it's, you know, it's not getting cut, it's right on the fence line. And I just reached over and dropped it into this hot, tall grass, you know, expected nothing to happen to a raccoon out there. I, a couple of days later, I was bailing hay, and I was, I'll walk over and check in that raccoon. And my, the helper was again with me. We walked over and we looked in there. Now the raccoon had been was laying on his back. I dropped him in there. He's kind of on the side. He's laying on his back. Was had a slice, and all of his innards were gone. And I look at this kid, and I go, "What the heck?" I go, well, "Look at that! Look at he's, he's been opened up, and his, all of his innards are gone." I go, "Got to be a hawk, you know? A hawk may do that." And there, in the area around it, the tall grass area, was not disturbed. There was no path into it. Not like a rac or a coyote had gone in there, or a raccoon or anything. There was the grass was absolutely undisturbed. So I, well, that's pretty strange. And and I I grew up by Sycamore, Illinois. Like I said, my mother's farm, and I hunted a lot. I was in the woods a lot. You know, I I, I really enjoyed woods and outdoor areas and. And during my teaching career, I would go camping a lot. And so I was very familiar with the outdoors. A couple of days later, I finished bailing and I was just up there unloading hay. And I said, I'll drive out and look at that raccoon. Well, now he's not in this hole anymore, or nest, I'll call it. He's 15 feet away in a pile. No hawk can do this. They can't pick up a raccoon, carry it out of there. First of all, the, the wing, they couldn't get down in there. I mean, and there's no path in there. And the only way I can envision it now, I'm thinking some farmer, you know, my one of my neighbors playing tricks on the on the new guy, you know, okay. So he saw, they saw, saw me put a raccoon out there and they went out and gathered it up and put it 15 feet away. Okay. All right, you guys, you're playing games with the new guy, you know, okay. <laughs> that same day I found a badger on the road. So I dropped him down in that in that opening in that nest and and two days later he's out of there and he's in a pile too like 10 15 feet away and so i told my brother fred and i said okay here's what's happening this has got to be some guy coming out there so he said I, I got a game camera you know he's i got a game camera let's put that up and i'll put another rack would you get another raccoon and and so i went down and got the game camera and i put I found a raccoon i put the game camera right in the raccoon and a week later, I go out there, and here this raccoon is over with <clears throat> near the other two. That nothing. And the other thing is, no coyotes or anything disturbed those the the badger or the the raccoon. They eventually got maggots, uh, and they just laid there. And now this other guy's there, and I so I called Fred, and he said, "Oh, bring it back." He said, "I got an SD card. We'll check it out." And we'll see what carried the raccoon over there. You know, we'll we'll get to find this guy. You know, so I run run around the SD card, the camera, and we look in, and there's some pictures of me putting out the raccoon, basically, and then some triggers that we didn't know at the time, but false triggers. But I get thousands of false triggers out there, and I've done a lot of experiment with that. And and then the and the raccoon then is gone, and he's you know on the pile. There's no picture. I go, well, your camera's no good. What good's your camera? You know, you, here's a raccoon, and he's over there, and you didn't, your camera didn't even do it. He said, my camera's good. I go, it's no good. Now, 20, 
25 cameras later, <laughs> 20 deer I put out and been carried away, uh, tracked right in front of my cameras, uh, missed in front of my cameras, uh, no pictures taken for hours, and then the deer's gone, and uh, the 20 deer I put out there and uh, uh, in my in my research, and uh, uh, actually 18 deer, 19 deer have been carried away, which is very unusual for, uh, you know, coyotes. Coyotes can't do that, and I guess my my Moultrie, my Primos, my uh, Culvert, my Bushnell, my stealth cameras are none of them are any good. They don't take. <laughs> although I do have, I do have. I, I mean, I should have dozens and dozens of pictures because the deer will be there, this mist will come, and the deer will be gone, and there will be no pictures of what took that 100, 120, 150 pound deer, or there'll just be the deer's there, and an hour, hour and a half later he's gone, and there's no pictures of what took it. But I do have some. I do have some very, very, very interesting, intriguing pictures. I have some close-ups. I have some faraway ups things that are are not coyotes or deer. And there's no bear in southeastern Wisconsin. Um, a bear. If a bear comes through, one came through a couple of years ago, and everybody was following it, and actually came down to northern Illinois, then turned around and went back north. But uh, and there's no wolves in the area. And and I have this interesting. This track started right away. It's a five-toed, seven-pad canid track. I have castings of it. I have pictures of it. I have fifty. I've counted about eighteen people I've had out there to look at this. Find we find I find this track hundreds of times, and it's a five-toed, seven-pad canid track, which is no animal in the world I can find on Google. And I have other people have. You know, try you know, tried to find this track or find a, an animal that has this particular pad, and there's zero in the world. Never has been any. So this is really interesting because it sound you know my my understanding. I think a lot of people's general understanding of the story of of the beast is it sounds like it's a flesh and blood creature. But what you're experiencing sounds like something that's not necessarily flesh and blood because it's not leaving behind. Um, it's not triggering the cameras. It's not necessarily disturbing the grass, but at the same time, it does. You have found footprints. Yeah, I guess. What, what's your feeling on that? Like, do you have any theories well, on like? I mean, is it flesh and blood? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I have a picture of uh, my camera. I had set. I set it up most of the time. I tried video, but it was so I'd get you know a thousand false triggers, and the videos were you know thirty seconds long or a minute ninety seconds long, and I. I'm watching for you know hours and hours, so I the and and they don't work as well for me as pictures. I can study the pictures better, so I set it up so it take if it gets triggered, it takes three pictures in a second. So you know, uh, thousand one, it takes three pictures, and that's they, all of them have that mechanism to trigger a camera or to instead for a burst of three, it's called. And I have a burst of three where they're uh, in 2016. The, the DNR stopped me. I would get uh, permission from the DNR to pick up deer in Wisconsin. And they give you a number and you pick up the deer and I would take them out to my property, which I did with uh, 19 of them, basically. And um, 2016, they contacted me and the DNR had seen these tracks. And they told me it was an abnormal coyote. And I go, okay, why are they two feet apart? Coyote tracks are 12 inches apart. He says, oh, he said, you're missing tracks in here. I go, 
<laughs> there's no missing tracks. It's right here in the dirt, you know. But anyway, um, 2016, the chronic wasting disease came into Walworth County, and I could not take any more deer. So in this particular instance, I had put out a, it's actually a roasted chicken from Walmart. The first picture is a nighttime picture, and there's no, there's nothing in the picture. The picture is just a picture of the trees and, and the, the uh, chicken laying there. The next picture has a partial, it's a, it's a, you can see it's a figure, you can see the head, you can see the shoulders, but it's, it's semi-transparent. And the third picture, which is this all be in one second, it is a solid figure. It's got a head, shoulders, it's a solid figure in that, in that one second, 1001, and now it's a solid figure. So to me, I have a picture of it materializing right before your eyes. Can you describe what that figure, when it did fully materialize, what it looked like? Oh, yeah. I have, I have, I have other pictures of it, too. I mean, it's and, I, and I've seen it three times. I've seen, I have, I have pictures of it. I, I watch it for three minutes. I took pictures with my iPhone, the iPhone 11 I'm talking on, in May, May 21st, uh, no, May 11th of 2021. And... Uh, it's, it was a quarter mile away, so the camera, my iPhone, not as good, but I could see it very clearly. Uh, and and the same, it appeared to be the same figure that's in front of my camera. But that one is just a, a more of a silhouette. I mean, it's solid, but you can't see any facial features on the one where it materialized. It's, it's like the back of the, of, the, of the animal, of the creature. But, uh, I mean, yeah, when I saw it, May 11th, 2021, I watched it for three minutes and took pictures of it. I mean, it was uh, it was huge. It was huge. Uh, and I have other pictures that shows it's, you know, seven, six, six, six and a half, seven, eight feet tall. Um, the ones I took in May 11th, 2021, I do have a guy who, um, he worked in Hollywood, now he works in Chicago. He's a cameraman and he got interested. Uh, he contacted me and he said, if you need any help with the pictures, identifying things. And then I would send him pictures of light shafts and orbs and, and mist. And, and he, you know, I'm, I'm in the mist and half, I'm half gone. Half my body has disappeared, but, uh, there's no, I, I'm there. It's a bright, sunny day. In fact, Linda was there the one time and, it's a bright sunny day, and we get get in looking my look at the SD card I took out, and here half my body is gone, and Linda's standing off to the side, and she, you know, it was it was a bright clear day. He said, "You can't have these pictures." That's what this guy always tells me. You can't have this. You can't have a light shaft that's coming down from the sky or stopping. You can't have this. But um, so I told him that I, you know, I had these pictures. He said, "Oh, I have an app that'll tell exactly how big this is." And he sent me back and he said, the app says it's six and a half to seven feet tall and the shoulders are three to three and a half feet wide. And I mean, I have a picture, I have quite a few pictures of it. Well, and it was crouched down and when it was crouched down, I went over there and it was drawing circles in the ground. Then it stood up and walked west, uh, walked away from me. I was in my field looking at my neighbor's field actually. Then it dropped down to all four and then went in the woods. And I went over there, and here's the only track there. It was real dry, May 11th, May of 2021. And it was real dry, and here are the only tracks. There are these five toed seven pad tracks. They're, they're, there's a track line going, and uh, the only tracks were there. Some old deer tracks and stuff, but 
those were the fresh the fresh ones and so i so i saw i've i've seen it and uh it it's you know it's huge i mean the ears are uh the way i when i saw it then the ears appeared to be dog-like or up in the air now the one that uh appeared in front of the camera well i've had other i have other ones too quite a few actually that one didn't have any ears and that's sometimes that happens i i have some close-ups and it doesn't have ears so i don't know if it if it's when it's back behind it the ears are down i don't know but that's the one i've seen it is you can clearly clearly see his ears uh or its ears on the uh on, on my on my pictures you mentioned you saw it kneeling down, drawing circles. What, like with its hand, like what did that, what was that? Like, cause that actually reminds me a lot of the, I think one of the earlier stories that have been reported where I think a night watchman saw the creature in a graveyard digging in the dirt. Um, I think in the twenties. Yeah. And I, I'm curious about that experience of seeing it drawing and kind of like what, was it using its hands? And did you see the circles in the ground well, after? I, I, I didn't know what it was doing crouched down. I could see that it, it appeared to be crouched down when I first saw it. I mean, I pulled back on my property. I was going to check my cameras, my SD cards, and I looked over and I knew right away my neighbor's bean field did not have a, you know, a four-foot stump out in the out in the bean field. I go, okay, this is not a stump out in the bean field. I knew right away I'm looking at the beast of Bray Road. Uh, I knew it wasn't a person. It's long ways from anybody and. No person's going to be out there uh, in a, in the neighbor's bean field. They're not going to be walking in the neighbor's bean field. You don't do that in farming. So I knew right away, and I I could see it was crouched down. So I started taking pictures, but I didn't know what it was doing until I walked over there and found, saw the tracks. I, I knew right where it was. Obviously, I had just seen it, and I walked right over there. It was a quarter mile away, and. But where it was crouched down, it was it drew circles in the dirt. Appeared to be with one finger. It had, and I have picture. I have pictures of it. Um, wish I could send you pictures, but uh, <laughs> I have I took pictures of the of the drawing or of the circular motion that was in the dirt. And again, it was very dry, so you could tell very well if the the dirt had been disturbed, you know, recently. And it was very. It, it, it had just been disturbed, and so. It, that's what it was doing. I don't know. Then, like I say, it stood up and walked away from me, which would have been west, and then went over by the woods, and then dropped down to all four, and then went into the woods. Yeah, it's really spooky because I think it takes <clears throat> it takes this creature out of the realm of being something that's maybe just more animalistic into something that seems to have intelligence. Oh, he he pranks me all the time. He, I I I, I set my camera up. I several times I've set my camera up. And I walk away to look for tracks or, you know, follow his follow tracks. And I come back and my camera is all twisted. And this is like 10 minutes later. He, well, he threw sticks at my truck or he threw a stick at my truck. I, I mean, he could have thrown it through the open window, but he hit the back end of my truck. And uh, <laughs> I was driving at 7.30 at night. That was in 2018. All of a sudden, pow, my truck gets hit with a stick. You know, it gets hit. So I back up quickly, and there's nothing there. And then and then I pulled ahead, and here's a foot-long stick laying in my field right, you know, right where I had been. And the, the scratches on my truck were like at about a downward motion. So the stick had been thrown from an upper, higher point of view than my truck, you know. 
So I, I have a friend, he's 6'5", and I said, let's go out, let's reenact this. I want to reenact this situation. So we go out there, and with the angle of the scratches in my truck and him holding his arm up in the air, and I moved him into the woods, uh, I said, boy, it looks like, you know, look, okay, hold your arm and, and you know, pretend you're throwing a stick in this like, like that. And I said, boy, I think this is really close because I knew right where I was when I got hit. And I said, this looks like really like, like, like that looks like where he was standing when he threw the stick, you know, at me, at the truck. He looks down, he bends down and like a foot away, here's two more broken off. I mean, they're, they're, they're about a foot long. They're, the one that hit me was about a foot long and probably an inch in diameter. And here's two more sticks that were just freshly broke off in a pile. He had, he had ammunition. <laughs> no, highly intelligent. In the, in the end, do I feel threatened? Uh, <laughs> uh, you get, you know, uh, 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 yeah, sometimes I, I had a guy come and he, uh, he wanted to stay overnight and he was out, he went to the North Woods and he came out of the woods. He goes, oh my God, there's no way. I said, what's the matter? He goes, I don't know. I've never had this happen. But the hair in the back of my neck stood up, and I, I just got this overwhelming fear, and and I've never had the hair in the back of my neck stand up. And he said, I'm, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not going back in there." I said, "I thought you're going back in. There. You told me you were going to walk over these all of these woods at night." Because there's no way, there's no effing way I'm walking in those woods at night. <laughs> when you saw it, did you? You said you saw a dog like canine like ears one time but did you get a, any other look at the face like did you see like a muzzle or anything like that um i did not uh he was crouched down and i give i think again his back was towards me then he stood up and walked away from me now in the when he's down on all fours yes then i have the picture you can see the ears and you can see uh the muzzle yeah, you will have to figure out a way to get the... Uh, are those photos online anywhere, or do you have them? No, 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 no. I'm doing research, and um, I don't post single photos. If somebody wants to come and spend an hour and a half, because I have uh, 100,000 pictures on my computer, and most of them have paranormal activity in them. I have hair sample. I, 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 bought, I had them taking pictures under a microscope of the hair sample. I sent them to... a to a guy in Minnesota. He said, I'll tell you what it is. He said, for free, because I want to know about this. And, and he said back, he said, well, that's not hair, so I can't identify it. What did he think it was? Well, it is hair. Look at it. It's hair, you know? <laughs> what did he think it was? I mean, it's, Did he give any, any impression? No, he said, it's not hair. I can't identify it. That's not hair. I go, it was on a, it was on, it was on a bush two feet high out on my fence line, you know? I mean, it's... it's if it's not hair, what is it? You know? But he he says it's not hair. I can't identify it. Have you ever had anyone who's skeptical come to the property and have like a change of heart after experiencing something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> my son. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my son just was up there bailing hay and... And he, my godson was helping him last week, and they were in my bull barn. Something started throwing rocks up on the roof, and the rocks were rolling down, and they were throwing, throwing rocks at the shed. And he went out, 
and they shined the light out there. They weren't going out there and didn't see anything, but yeah, they they uh, they got freaked out about that. But uh, um, I, I, okay, so now three times I have offered, and I would do it again hopefully next spring, usually in May, three three years. And what I do is I offer a ninety minute presentation. And I offer twenty. I'll take twenty people at a time, and because that fits the classroom situation very well for me, I, I just that that just fits so well because I've had a classroom for thirty-five years, and twenty people, and then we have an hour and a half of presentation of pictures and questions, and then I take them for a half-hour hayride around the field, and we I show the points where the UFO was or where you know where the deer were put and things of this type and where i got hit with a stick and you know a variety of other things that have occurred out in my hayfield many people are i should say several people have come and said i'm very much of a skeptic and i just want to come because somebody said you have more evidence than than anybody else i said well sure i don't blame you for being a skeptic i, I was a total skeptic you know in 2000 uh you know 13. I mean, he's asked me in the summer of 2013 if there was a seven foot dog man running around my property on two legs. I would have said, You're totally crazy, which I told the guy told me. So I go, Yeah, right, sure. One guy, after he just, he he has a bunch, we started out and he has a bunch of, Oh, that could be this, that could be that. I go, "It, It could be. And when we got to like about a half hour pictures and I started showing him, some snow track pictures, which I have, which are unbelievable. So I said, okay, now it, we we have to agree. Now it took a ninety degree turn, and then and there's no there's just two uh, three tracks, and it's just a nine degree turn. Here's four foot steps uh, across my field that are four foot steps, not stride steps. And I said, now we have to agree that this is now a bipedal animal walking on my farm. And I looked at him and he had his head down. And he was, he is my biggest skeptic that was so outspoken. I know other people were. He had his head down. Somebody said, I think he had some buddies with him and said, well, what about this? He goes, I got nothing. He said, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> and, and he came up afterwards. He didn't say more. He didn't say more and went through the whole presentation of the lights and orbs and the deer being carried away and the deer being mutilated. And, you know, at the end, he just said, he said, I've never, ever, ever thought I would be saying this. But he said, this, he said, an hour and a half of my life and I have a total different perspective. What I thought I knew and what I don't know, he said. (laughs) Said I, 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 and he, then he went on the hayride, and or somewhere on the hayride, and <laughs> and I have a lot of technical interference out there. Batteries go dead, GPS goes crazy. I bought EMF meters last month, and I haven't had those, and they they go crazy out there. Sometimes, sometimes they stay at zero. Other times they go. Uh, do you know about EMF, milligauss, and stuff like that? Or I do, yeah. So. Uh, so this guy, we're out there, and this this lady says, "My car's moving," and I go, "She's looking at her phone, I don't know, iPhone, I don't know, watch one." I said, "Wait, your car's moving." Yeah, look at look at my car's five hundred feet away. It's moving. I go, "Your car's not moving." He says, "Yeah, it is. It is too." Who's driving my car? And I go, "Okay." I go, "Things happen out here. You have you have you know interference with with uh, technological you know 
technological things and stuff. And she goes, well, my car is moving. This thing, my car is moving. So we went around and she's watching it and we get back up there and, and she's looking at it. We get back up by the, by the car. And I said, where's your car? Just right there, right where it was at. I go, she goes, that, how could, how could the GPS tell me my car moves? Well, the GPS has told me sometimes that I check with my phone on it. I've, I've been like 20 miles away, six miles away. It doesn't, it can't find me on my farm sometimes. I have to back up because you mentioned you mentioned having a UFO sighting on the property. Can you talk about that? Like, have you seen craft before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah a number of times. I have pictures. I have pictures of, wow, <laughs> UFOs, orbs, videos of orbs, hundreds of pictures of orbs. Was it more like lights, or did you actually see like a like a craft? Like, um, okay, uh, I've seen lights and craft. Um, Crafts have been lights that I've seen, but on my, uh, I have some very good UFO pictures on my game cameras. I mean, uh, very good ones. Uh, Linda and I and our friend Sanjay, we were out there 2016, and this orb, uh, most of the time the orb is in infrared spectrum. You can see them with a scope, and you look with your eyes, you can't see them. But then they come up, and then they play games with you. They they come up by my truck and they go down, they come back up and bob around and then they shoot away. And I had my friend, I said, we're going to chase this one down. And I have this on video. This is a phenomenal video. I said, okay, I got the orb. Okay. I'll, I focused. Okay. And I said, he was out of my truck and I, okay. So I, I said, okay, walk as he couldn't see it. And he walked too far. He walked behind it. You can see him walk behind it because it was kind of translucent. And then he, I said, no, come forward, walk to your left. And he walked right through it, and it just disappeared when it was, when he was halfway through it with his arm. And, and and on his arm, it was about the size of a soccer ball, so you can see that. And and I, that's a video I have. The the one orb that Linda was there with Sanjay. I don't know if she, she was. He was a guy who used to help Linda, and. We were sit, sitting in my field, and then from the left woods, we this light started coming out, and it came. I, I said, "Here comes a light across the field," and we're okay. So we're watching it, and it's coming closer and closer and closer. It's coming right at us, actually. It's, a, it's about the size of a basketball. I'd say now Linda said it was closer. She said it was thirty feet away. I think it was like fifty feet away, fifty feet up in the air. And Sanjay, we had a spotlight that we had plugged into his car and he he turned that on and shined it at it now I, I don't know what we didn't know why he did that he didn't know why he did that but once he did that then the the orb it shuddered it, it kind of went it was kind of like squiggly and it was gone now that one we could see with the naked eye and i've seen columns of light light shafts with the naked eye and i have a hundred thousands of them on my camera with uh, infrared when it, when the infrared uh, lens is dropped down because I, I usually buy the infrared flash so we're doing um, an episode this season on skinwalker ranch and actually just the diversity of experiences you've had on your property reminds me a lot of that case have you heard have you heard about that story oh sure i watch it ryan skinner has been to my place three times and he's He's written books on Skinwalker Ranch. and Do you think there could be any parallel between what happened there and what's happening on your property in terms of what this phenomenon is? Well, they, 
they don't have, I mean, I, I have no idea. Uh, I have tracks. I have, you know, they, they saw a, a dire wolf, what, 20 years, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, I think I have a lot more evidence. I have lights. I have, uh, I mean, orbs, I smell. Uh, the smell comes and it's a strong urine uh, dog skunk urine smell. I mean, I, I think I have a lot more personally. What are your future plans for the property? Do you have any, any, any future research or anything that you're doing that that's um, coming up? So where the research takes me, I, I mean, it's, it's in the family. It, it's uh, turned over to my two sons when I pass. And so what, it, what they'll do, but I'm, I'm just going to keep doing research and uh, where, the, where the research takes me, that's where I'll go. What would you say to somebody if to somebody who's skeptical about the occurrences on your property, like what, what would you say to them if they, if they're, if they're doubting maybe this phenomenon? I don't, I don't question it. I mean, I mean, they're, they're skeptical. I understand why they're skeptical. I say, if you want to see the data I have, I'll be glad to show it to you. Uh, show it to you. I mean, uh, you know, if you have an hour and a half minimum, uh, I don't want to, 10 minutes to show you the ufo pictures and you show you the alien in the window or in the doorway i you you need to you know uh, give me an hour and a half if you want an hour and a half if you give me an hour and a half i'll show you a series of pictures and and information and data that i have if you want if you want to uh, experience that some guys said no you don't have it you don't have anything I, okay that's i mean i have one neighbor and you know, he he he's <laughs> he he says he says I don't know what it is. He's lived there his whole life. He's seven years old. I said, but your your neighbor down the road saw it. This guy saw it. Your friend saw it. He said, yeah, but I've never seen it. So you know, so I said, well, you don't. Are you out at night? I said, no, I oh no, I, I never. I said, no, you you know, you haven't seen it. But the, the, the right down the road, I'm looking. At that farm, they saw it. That farm saw it. I'm looking at four farms, and all those farmers have told me they've seen it in the last 20 years. You know, yeah, that's what they said. So okay. I feel like you keep casually dropping these bombs on me, like that you might have a photo that shows a bean in a UFO. Is that is that what you said? I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know Pat Spain. That doesn't sound familiar. Pat Spain. He uh, he did a show, Legend Hunter. I've been on Travel Channel three times and Discovery. With the Expedition X with Josh Gates, he was there. But Pat Spain was there, and he did Legend Hunters. And uh, I told History Channel last spring they wanted to come and do They were going to do a thing on Beast of Bay Road. I go, okay, but can we do one episode on your farm? I go, no. I will take eight episodes minimum. And if you want if you want to come and, you know, you know, you guys come, you look at one, you know, you want to do the five-toed, seven-pad print. That's all. Okay. Well, P- Pat Spain... After we get he gets shooting and they only wanted to know the tracks. He said we can't, you know, we got 44 minutes and you know we, we you know and to build it up and to the tracks is what we're going to work with. Okay. Well, then Pat Spain came over and and he was the uh, host and he said, "What other pictures you got?" And I said, "Well, here I'll show you some of my phone." And so I showed him. I said, "Show him some of the track pictures. The other ones those snow tracks and you know those are crazy and." Um, five-toed, more five-toed seven-pad tracks. And there's also a fist-type track I have many pictures of. That's another creature out there. 
I think there's really five different creatures, but uh, uh, five different tracks at least. Uh, but uh, I showed so I showed him the one of the with the light and the UFO, the lights and the UFO, and then I zoom in on the on the opening that's there, and I said, "What do you see there?" And he goes, "Holy shit! Where did you get this picture?" I said, "Well, it's out in my hayfield." He goes, "Holy!" I can't do anything with it. I said, I don't know what it said, but wow, I've never seen anything like that. There's these two huge bright lights, and I had the camera guy look at them and say, is there anything underneath there? Is a possibility this is a combine or something like that? And he goes, no, he, he did some filters. He said, there's nothing underneath there. It's probably about 10 feet off the ground, those two bright lights. Well, they were so bright that the camera, you know, it, it, when it takes the infrared flash, it drops down infrared filter and it's in black and white and gray. So, it, you know, there's no, there's no color when it takes infrared pictures, night pictures. Well, this has orange lights, has green lights, it has bright orange lights, it has color to it. So the camera thought it was daytime that these things, that these lights were so bright. And, and I've driven up to my camera to test it with my bright headlights on and driven right up to it. And it still takes nighttime pictures. So this is brighter than two headlights, you know, five feet away from the camera. And it, it appears to be about 15 feet away, about 10 feet up in the air. And so, so the camera thought it was daytime. So it, it didn't. It did not drop the infrared flash. And the other thing is, the camera only took one picture and quit working. It should have taken three. It half hour before it took three pictures of the coyote. Now it took one picture and it's tremendously bright lights. You know. Then when you zoom in on the one side of one of the bright lights, here's a rectangular doorway lit from behind which is it's like it's in another universe another parallel universe or it's through a portal or something it's lit from behind and there's a figure standing you can see the head the shoulders the arms the legs backlit from this from this rectangular doorway yeah i mean it's not quite the proportions of a human i'd say the neck is longer the body is Thinner. I mean, it, it's it it has two arms, two legs, and a body and a head, it's head, shoulders, and the neck. Yeah. Is your feeling that there's some sort of portal that these creatures or these experiences are originating from? Yeah. I, yes, I have pictures of portals. Yeah, I've had one to three cameras out for the last ten years. Here's a spherical area, approximately ten feet. I can see it in the trees, but where it is at. The tree branches are all disturbed. They're, they're, they're not really, you know, they're not visible. It's, it's like a shield or like the, the, they're, you can see this, this elliptical area. There was a light that was emitting through this uh, spherical area, I'll call it, that was very much different than the area where the tree was clear, the branches were clear, and here the, the branches were distorted. And there's a spherical, there's a light coming through that. Now, the interesting part is that that is, you know, rounded, and that light would 
you can see it coming through, but then on the edge, it would have a, the light would have a rounded effect to it. It didn't, it only would come straight through. It didn't flare out that, that, that spherical area surrounded the light and it would, it, it actually had a rounded, what's light can't have a rounded effect to it. <clears throat> now, mass has proven there's ultra multi-universes. The University of Wisconsin is working on a research to identify or find these other universes and see if there's, you know, some way like they found the black hole. It took them 50 years and, and science, that's science isn't in any hurry. So I knew they were working on this. So I called the University of Wisconsin and talked with a quantum physicist four or five years ago. And I told him what I had in my field and stuff. And he goes, well, he said, you know, he said, uh, I'm not going to get a grant for that. He said, there's no way. I said, I, you know, I got my research to do. And I said, I totally understand. I, I totally understand. He said, yeah. I said, how are you going to get a grant for that? And I understand my brother was a biochemist and he got many grants in, in his years of working as a professor. And I understand that. But do I want grants from the government? Do I want the government to get involved? Uh, you know, that's, you know that's, that's a question that I have to ask myself because you hear of uh, situations where the government takes everything and then it's uh, filed away. I think I know the answer to this question, but do you feel like what you're experiencing on your ranch is the same thing that Linda reported on in the 90s with her original article that people were seeing on Bray Road? Well, I mean, the only phenomenon I know of anybody is my one neighbor saw a UFO when she was 10. Another neighbor chased her daughter up the tree when she was 10. I mean, that was the, the beast. Kept her up the tree for an hour. I mean, on Bray Road uh, in 2017, I was coming up Bray Road coming from Elkhorn, coming back to my farm. And all of a sudden, this bright orb light or bright light came flying uh, I, I, I didn't know if it was on the road or just come off the road <laughs> I have pictures of it behind my truck it was you know way above my tailgate and it was so bright I took pictures with my iPhone I, and I didn't hold it out the window I you know because I, I didn't want to drop it I took pictures through my rear window which isn't as good but I best I could I mean, that thing chased me down Bray Road. I'd go 30, it'd be right behind me. I'd go 60, and for over a mile, it was following me. My one neighbor, he was out in his, uh, he, he's a farmer, but he also does landscaping, and he does snow plowing. <clears throat> he was out at 3 o'clock in the morning working on his uh, on a salt spreading machine because it was snowing, and he's going to send his crew out later. And all of a sudden, his two donkeys started braying really loud, really crazy sound donkeys. And so he stepped out of his shed, his office, his shop there, and to see why his donkeys were acting so strangely. And here coming down his driveway, he has a lot of lights because he has a lot of equipment there. Here coming down his driveway, past his barn towards his shop, was a coyote running. And, and, uh, and what the heck's this coyote running through my yard for? And like 15, 20 feet behind it, here is this huge, you know, six, seven foot tall creature chasing it. And it ran within 30 feet of him and looked at him. Now, he said it had yellow eyes. I saw it one evening that had red eyes, absolutely 
orangish red eyes. That's the, the second time I saw it. That's the first time I saw it. That was at night. Do you ever feel worried about spending time out there? Or do you ever have any concern that something bad could happen? In, to, in 2016, the lady who... <laughs> got a lot, you get a lot of stories out of here. 2000, 2016, I finally told my neighbors them I had pictures because they would walk their dog out there and they said, oh, yeah, we know about the beast or this I showed to the daughter and she said, I know it. And she said, well, sometimes my dog won't, won't walk out there. And so I don't walk out there. If my dog won't go. I don't go. I said, okay. She said, oh no, we're careful. Well, the next day, the grandmother, she, she, uh, came, she had, a, she had, she has an acre of land. And she, she would, uh, um, you know, cut. She comes over on her, her lawn tractor. She drives her lawn tractor over to my farm, which my shed, which is not too far away, probably two football fields. She drives over and she drives in and she shuts it off and she said, Lee, I just want to tell you, if you go out at night, please be careful. And I said, okay. And she starts her lawnmower and backs it out and goes home. <laughs> I go, so I you know a lot more than what you're telling me about this farm that I bought from your, actually from your son, you know. Because <laughs> I didn't know anything about the Beast of Bray Road in 2007. I, no way. You know? it, would you have any message or advice for people who might be experiencing things similar to what you're experiencing on your property? Like, what have you learned through this process of, of how to interact with and just kind of maybe live alongside this phenomenon? Try to... You know, you have we have so many eyewitness reports, but eyewitnesses you, you're not seeing with your eyes; you're seeing with your brain. You know, we don't see our eyes a lot of light in, but our brain interprets it, and those interpretations are open for interpretation. So try to get pictorial evidence. Try to get sound evidence. I have some sound tapes that are crazy. You know, try to get you know physical evidence. You know, I have tracks. I have castings. I have pictures i have hair sample i mean you know try to get you know try to document it you know take it down as data and that's that's what i did and that's what i advise anybody to do is, you know, is, is to try to it, it is it happening you know you you've talked to enough people you know you've had many eyewitnesses i'm sure on your show here if you have enough eyewitnesses that have a similar story and a similar vision a visualization of it and and you know that that can become evidence and that can become uh you know uh useful in the court for making a decision of on the on the situation guilty not guilty or what the situation is but those eyewitness reports have to be you know very very similar many times they are but many times they're not also so you know that that's my advice I, it's just such a wide range of experiences you're having it's just so it's hard to like even put a, a name to it because oh, it is yeah. so. The people say, "Is the portal? Is the UFOs?" And and, uh, and other people have seen UFOs. Up. Buck County Paranormal. They they have a video. Um, they were there a year, two years ago now. They have a good picture of a UFO and a howl. They got chased out. They were only out there forty five minutes, and they got. They got chased out, which happens a lot. Is it, <laughs> this thing comes and rustles corn behind you and shakes the corn, howls at you. And you go, wait, wait, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> you 
is the uh, you know the beast jumping out of the UFO? Well, he could, because I I have snow tracks where in the middle of well 48 feet from my fence line, here's tr- tracks start. You can see where he landed. I have pictures of it. He landed side by side, two tracks about a foot apart, and he walks away in his two foot steps. So how did he? You know, I called my brother Fred and I said, you got to get up here. I go, this thing just landed in my field and walked away. It's his real fresh track. He goes, you're telling me it parachuted in? I, I don't know. My, my brother Fred was an IBM system analyst. And he's another skeptic who is, says, yes, you have the, you have a, you know, a creature walking around your field and bipedal. But, uh, Material, it landed and walked away. And other times in the snow, you'll be following. It'll be two footsteps to four footsteps, and they'll just stop. They just stop. No more tracks. No more tracks. I guess before we wrap up, because um, I know we're running a little bit over time here, but is there anything that we haven't touched on that you would like to share with our listeners about what's happening? I, I know there's probably a million more stories, but just anything that stands out to you that would be useful for people to know if it gets presented to you like it was presented to me i mean i i bought the farm unknowing i was not interested in it i was skeptical but then that the phenomenon it was presented to me and and started to exist and started to occur you know go with it and 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 study it the best you can get the best information you can if you're House is being disturbed, or, or you're having, you know, visualizations of, of of creatures and stuff. Try to get the best data you can get. You know, that's that's, um, and 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 go with it. I mean, it's presented to you for a purpose. To me, I, this has been pre- presented to me for some purpose. Not sure what, why the universe did this or God did this, but this was definitely a a path that I did not choose to, 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 to go down on purpose, but this is a path that was given me to go down. And so I will, to the best of my ability, uh, try to present this to the, to the populace to eventually, I mean, if you know, somebody really wants to study it, I'd love to have a PhD person come and spend three, four years studying that. That would be, but I don't know what you get the degree in. But um, I'm, I have a log, I have albums. So, you know, so I guess, you know, try to get this, collect as much data as you can when it's presented to you, you know, and try to, uh, it, it, it occurs, there's occurrences. Uh, do we have the knowledge right now, the, the scientific knowledge to understand it? Absolutely not, uh, but embrace it, you know. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. It helps get this content in front of more listeners, which means we can produce more episodes more often. Visit our website at www.strange-phenomenon.com for a full list of sources and more episodes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at strange underscore phenom and on Facebook at strange phenomenon, all one word. Strange Phenomenon is hosted by Ray Tarara. It's written and produced by R.J. Blake and Ray Tarara. Theme music by Tara Monk. Additional music provided by Sergei Cheramizinov.